we start with songs? What song we can oh, we sing? songs. Okay. What um, kind of culture can we bring to these people? Selo batu chinyo situ You're gonna hate me for this. <laughs> Why? O nome dela é Jennifer. I actually, I've only seen the memes of that uh, <laughs> song. I have not heard the whole song itself, no. so I don't know how it goes. It's 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 kind of nice. I like I like it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna to sing the, the whole thing. Brazilian songs that we yeah. we get. It's not that bad. Okay. It's- Hello guys, nice. this is Hello. not the voice. This is a true Wait, crime really? podcast. I'm in the wrong place. No. Yeah, you this are. is <laughs> this is Suspiria. Po- <laughs> mm-hmm. Suspiria, a true crime podcast. Yes, I am Carol, and I am Stephanie, and we're here today for another pretty gruesome, horrible case that you're gonna listen anyway because you love our voices. You are gonna listen because you know what. At this point, you cannot live without us. So, sucks to be you. And um, this is it, guys. Uh, you got it, it, and you put a ring on it, and there's no way to undo the ring that you put mm-hmm. on us. So, yep. This is it. This is it. Everlasting ring, the podcast. Exactly. For so. Sure. What's what's the tea on today's episode? Oh, by the way, guys, oh, yeah. you probably noticed that I sound different. <laughs> Even though last episode I said I had a new microphone. I, I have yet to... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah. you guys didn't know that I got a new <laughs> microphone. But I I have a new microphone. And this Sorry. is what I'm going to sound like from now on. So mm-hmm. get used to my sexy voice. We're already used to it. Ooh. It's, yeah. So what are we talking about today, Steph? Oh, so today we're talking about the Pioz Massacre or Ooh. El Crime de Pioz or O Crime de Pioz. See, it's like trilingual. We, we, we're we like mm. breaking every language barrier ever. All the barriers. And all the barriers. And the Pioz Massacre happened on or around August 16th. Um, some places say it happened on the 17th. Um, in the small town of Pioz in Spain. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. You know, you must be asking yourself, why are you idiots covering an European crime on a podcast Did they about finally Latin America? run out of content? Exactly. Well, my <laughs> friends, fear not, for we have an explanation for you. What's the explanation? Well, this case is relevant <laughs> to our podcast because the victims of the crime, as well as the perpetrator, were from... Anyone wants to guess? Where are they from? I want to guess. Where? Brazil. Yes, Brazil. Wow, really? Yes. Wow, you get wow. a prize. You get my empty can of tonic water. Um, <laughs> also, but like, what if this wasn't relevant to the podcast at all? Who makes the rules? We make the rules, so go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> so... <laughs> The victims of the massacre were Marcos Nogueira and his wife, Janaina Santos. He was 41 and she was 40. There's some places that say that they were both 39, but I'd mm-hmm. rather trust the international website. <laughs> and their children, who were uh, Maria Carolina, who was four, and Davi, 
who was one year old. Hmm, baby. And the perpetrator was their own nephew, Francois Patrick Nogueira Gouveia, who at the time was either 19 or 20. There's also like a debate on his age at the time of the crime. I'm sorry if I'm going to sound offensive, but what a Paulo cool name. I'm sorry. I know. How do you translate that Francois Patrick. It's it's just like a stuck up person's name. Oh my God. You are so fancy, huh? Francois. Francois Patrick. Uh, Paulo cool, you guys. All right. Um, Portuguese (laughs) corner. Is a dick of the ass. Portuguese corner. Not just. It's not. (laughs) It's not homophobic. Okay. It's not an insult to gay people. It's more like a, you know, the stick so far up his ass kind of thing. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's like a arrogant, like, you know. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a horrible name. Francois oh, my Patrick. God. I just saw your Facebook message. Sorry, I was not dead. Okay, anyway. No, it's okay. Yeah, Steph ghosted me for, like, <laughs> a long time today. And I was like, is she dead? What do I do? Is she dead? Like, what am I going to post? There's a reason why I'm no, drinking No, I'm, I'm very. Okay, Carol. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just that I'm a very anxious person, and you know, like it's 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 like if you don't answer like a few hours, I'm like that person is dead. Everything is over. What's happening? How would I know? Who would I contact? She's far away from me right now, and there's no way. How do I check up? Do I call nine one one? What's happening? Like I was very anxious. Sorry about that. Okay, so Janaína and Marcos were both from João Pessoa, Paraíba, and they had been living in Spain for around three years before the crime happened. They moved to the country after he was offered a job there, and uh, he would manage a restaurant. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Patrick, as he would become known, was also from João Pessoa and was Marcos's nephew. He had a rap sheet, though, and uh, he had brutally stabbed a teacher at the age of 16, what <laughs> right yeah he he stabbed and it was like in front of all the other students by oh, the way guys uh, my mom just brought me pon de queijo so i just wanted to make oh. carol jealous oh my god really yep okay. that's not fair at all ah <laughs> oh, dang yes yeah, so okay he, so he stabbed uh, the teacher in front of the other students mm. which is fucked up as fuck of course, he becomes known as a violent person, and some would even call him a psycho. S- uh, some would even call him... I think everyone should call him. Like it's, <laughs> That's pretty justified. He stabbed the fucking chick. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he moved to Spain uh, a few months before the crime happened and lived with his aunt and uncle for four months at to- in Torre... To- Torrejon Just read that like a white person. Torrejon D. Our dolls. That's <laughs> that's pretty good. I have no idea. Can you imagine that. being like, all right, so my nephew wants to come over and stay with us, and then Janaina goes like, one nephew, and she knows <laughs> the answer, the cycle one, and like, could you choose any other ones? Like, you have at least five nephews. I'm sorry. Like, this is. <laughs> so they had uh, brought him to Spain so that he could try and become a football, not hang hang star. A, a soccer football, star. okay? Not not a hand egg star, a football star. <laughs> yeah, so like um from some of the stuff that I read, like they paid for like everything to bring him over to Spain cuz they were like very supportive of him. So That's pretty cool. What happens is even like worse because these were like clearly good people, so. Mm. That's kind of heartbreaking. 
While he was living with the family, he would walk around the house naked and was abusive towards the children and didn't help out in any ways. The couple got sick and tired of his behavior and he had started displaying some signs of violence. Janaina even reported that she thought he was obsessed with her, so they decided to move to a different town and not tell him. <laughs> yep. They were just like, goodbye. This is amazing. They, they pulled a whole, like, Jeffrey Dahmer's parents. That's, oh. that's what they did to him, but they were not yeah. his parents. Yep. I mean, good for them because, like, <laughs> that's fucking awful. So they were now settled at the small town of Piaz, which has less than 4,000 inhabitants and is near Guadalajara. Not Guadalajara, Mexico, but Guadalajara, Spain. Spain, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the couple tried to move on with their lives. Everything was going on well uh, until the fateful afternoon of August 16th, when the bell of the house number 594 at the Rua de los Sauces. <laughs> Did I say that right? What are sauces? Sauces? I, I mean, I'm don't ask me. Probably sauces. Like it's probably you know, more like, like sauces, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> sauces. Okay. So he rang the doorbell, and at uh, at around four p.m. Uh, at that time, Janina was home alone with the kids, and they were playing. She was doing something else. Patrick knew that at the time of the day, his uncle wouldn't be at home, so he showed up with two pizzas. Nice, and invited the fa- invited himself into the house. So the four ate the pizza in the garden, and when they were done eating the pizza, Janaina offered to do the dishes. And while she was finishing washing the plates, Patricky kind of stood by her and stabbed her in the neck without giving her the chance to react. Yeah, so yeah. that's like one of my biggest fears, like just me doing something completely normal and mm-hmm. just dying, like... Well, not that I would try to defend myself, because who am I kidding? I have no survival <laughs> instincts. But, yeah, like, probably... I want at least a chance to go, oh, okay, before they stop me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At least, like, acknowledge it, you know, look in their eyes and be like, bitch, are you serious? Yeah, are you kidding me yeah. right now? Mm-hmm. So, this is, well, a- as if what happened to Janaina wasn't good, good enough, bad enough. Nothing about this is good. It gets worse. Oh, he then uh, started chasing after the two kids and also stabbed them in the neck. As he committed the crimes, he sent his friend, Mahvi, WhatsApp messages and pictures. So he was literally walking around no. stabbing people and really? on his phone messaging his friend. So as if the gruesome pictures weren't enough... His messages, his messages to his friend mocked the victims. Oh, no. He was laughing oh, because no. the kids wouldn't run um, when when he went over to kill them. Mm. And they fucking clung to one another as he killed oh, them. No. And he thought that was hilarious. Oh, Can no. you, like, oh, what no. is wrong no, with no, you? No, no, like, no. these are babies, oh, literal babies. Like, yeah, and, he, like... I don't like I don't know if I I'm not I don't know if I should be saying this but like if I was the person getting these messages I would be like oh dude 911 yeah. like come get this guy Yeah definitely Anyway question yeah Are those pictures like available They might but be didn't look- I didn't look for yeah. them 
Not that I want to look at them. I'm not sure. Like, you know, beware. I know that the Brazilian police got a, like a hold of his phone, mm-hmm. of the friend's phone. And like one of his friends was like arrested as an assess- oh. accessory to the murder. But I'm not sure if like they ever made the pictures public. I would hope not. But he he was literally like he would stab them a little bit, take a picture, send it to his friend. So after stabbing the children... Patrick sat, sat down to rest. Oh, because he was so tired. Yeah. This piece of shit. He cleaned up the scene and showered. <sighs> he then told Marvin, his friend, that he was hungry and that he would make himself a tuna sandwich. Jesus Christ. After that, he sat out in the garden waiting for his uncle to get home. He waited for hours, literally just sitting there, chilling in the garden, hours, until past 10 p.m., which is when his uncle came home from work. They spoke for a little bit outside of the house before Marcos walked in and Patrick walked in right behind him. The fucking coward. He would later tell Marvin that he was face-to-face with his uncle when he stabbed him in the neck. Prosecution states that he wanted to cut Marcus's jugular so that he would bleed out quickly. Oh my god, seriously. Like, yeah. So, Patrick dismembered the bodies and put them in six plastic bags which were sealed with tape. They, w- they wouldn't be found for over a whole month until the neighbors reported a strange odor coming from the house and called the police. The police found no sign of forced entry and even believed that the crime was committed by... F- by professional killers in the beginning. Two days after the bodies were discovered, Patrick got in a flight from Madrid back to Brazil. So the investigators were suspicious of Patrick because he didn't report the family missing. Traces of his fecal matter and urine were also found in the house, which he justified by saying that he lived with them. Uh, on September 22nd, the court issued an international warrant for Patrick's arrest. Spanish investigators then left it up for Brazilian authorities to hand over the suspect to them uh, so they could pay for his crimes. Brazilian federal police then started investigating the crime on their own end. Patrick willingly went to the police and gave his own testimony. Uh, His lawyer stated to Fantastico, our dear, dear, dear TV show, that Patrick was under the impression that his uncle would come back to get him after the family moved, but they never showed up. Yeah, sure, Jan. Like, I'm sorry. Like, did he kill them because they left him like all by himself in a house? Like, and like, if if like, let's say, if I moved and I wanted my mom and my sister to know where I lived, I'd be like, okay, people, I am moving, yeah. but this is my new address. If I move and don't give you my new address, I clearly don't want yeah. you to go over my house, and I am clearly not intending to have any yeah, contact. Yeah, big with fucking you. deal, you know. So sure, yeah, he he moved, but he would come back and get me. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, like, and <laughs> oh it, my it's God, like I can't yeah. Now you have to do your own chores, and that's why you're killing like a whole family. I'm so sorry. Like that doesn't add up at all. I mean, I know that he is not. A mentally sane, you know, because you kind of have to be not mentally sane to kill that many people. But, like, Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah, so, like, it just sounds like a load of bullshit. Oh, no, definitely. 
But um, a key figure in Patricky's arrest was his sister, Hannah Nogueira Gouveia. She was a lawyer who had initially told Patricky to go back to Brazil since she thought that he could have been the next victim of the seemingly random crime. So the way he, like, explained it to her is that, oh, my God, they found these mm. bodies. I think they are. Because the bodies remain unidentified for, like, a few days. Oh. I think I think by the time he went back to Brazil, they hadn't even identified the bodies yet. It was just like a suspicion that they were Brazilian people, but it wasn't a hundred percent sure. Oh how they know? So, how they know? What? Right? Yeah, exactly. So they had to do like a whole forensic thing. Anyway, Ooh. so the way he, I think. He, I think the way it went down is that, like, he told his sister, oh, I think that maybe that might be mm. uh, our aunt and uncle. And the sister was like, oh, no, get out of there. Like, be careful, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, she was literally under the impression that, like, he was a victim. But then after his DNA was collected from sweat on the scene, because he, like, fucking sweat on the scene. <laughs> Sweating buckets. Um, his footprint was found on the scene. And his fingerprint on some of the tape he used to seal the bags. So after, like, all of this forensic evidence was found, uh, Hannah convinced him to go back to Spain, even if it meant that he would get arrested on the plane. Mm-hmm. You want to know why she convinced him to get go back to Spain? Mm. It wasn't because she thought, oh, my God, you got to be responsible for your crimes. It was because she didn't think he would be safe in Brazilian prisons. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. So, like, it's not even that she was holding him accountable. She was just looking out for her her brother's safety. (sighs) And uh, she negotiated his return to Spain with the condition that he wouldn't be physically harmed once he got there. Unbelievable. So, anywho, we could spend a lot more time talking about the fucking piece of shit. But he isn't worth it because he is a pile of garbage. And although the defense tried to declare him innocent by reason of mental incapacity, it took the jury a day, not an hour. I wrote an hour, but it's a day to declare him guilty and throw the mental health claims out of the window. The crime is considered one of the worst in Spanish history. And he was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences in prison. So... The Spanish website that I got the, most of the information from said that he was sentenced to three mm-hmm. life sentences and like a quarter of a 25 sentence, 25 year sentence. But I I wasn't sure what that meant. So I mm. didn't want to include that because I didn't want to mistranslate mm. something. So, yeah, guys, this was the Piaz massacre. Oof. I mean, what was that guy like, though? Like, what's the motive? I'm just... I have so many questions. So, he was sentenced um, in November of last mm-hmm. year, November 2018. Um, there's a lot of video of the courtroom, like, as the trial was going. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw some videos where he was, like, apologizing to the family oh and whatever. Ass. But I don't think I saw, uh, like, a, an actual motive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the motive is not very clear to me. Um, there are witnesses, like, family uh, relatives that said that Janaina said that he was um, 
obsessed with her and mm. she felt creeped out by him mm. so maybe but like at the same time them um leaving him behind which i think they mm. were totally like within their rights to do yeah. so i think that's probably what what triggered yeah. him because they um had been living at that house the new house for about oh. a month before he found them so, so that whole thing was probably brewing for like a whole month and this sucks because what sounds like to me, because he stabbed a teacher, right? It sounds like he just has, like, issues with uh, adult people in his life. You know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah, cannot handle. Yeah, like authority figures, probably. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, sucks. It's... Ugh. Yeah, it's awful because... Like, it was totally uncalled yeah. for. Oh, and what he said, some of the um, some of the testimony that he gave is that the reason why he killed the kids is because, like, once he... So, he said that he planned on killing just the aunt and mm-hmm. the uncle. But then, once he killed the aunt, um, he didn't want to leave the kids orphans. Aww. So, um, what a nice he guy. decided to mercy kill them. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my god. As if it couldn't get yeah. any worse. Yeah. He's, he's like... It makes no sense, but like... Oh, that was so Brazilian. It makes no yeah. sense. But, um... It's like... I you don't want to leave kids orphaned, but then you kill their parents, like... Yeah, like, w- what he... Like, I like it's literally biting the hand that feeds what mm-hmm. he did. Because mm-hmm. these people were nothing but nice to him. Like, they fucking flew him to Spain to support his dream, which is something that, like... How many Brazilian boys think that they're going to be, like, famous football yeah. stars? Like, there's so many of them. And they, like, invested, in a way, they invested on his dream. And this is how he repays them. And was he actually playing in any teams, do you know? Um, I I could not Mm -hmm. find that information. But he had only lived um, in um, Spain for, like, very few months. So, I don't think he had even, like, had the opportunity to try so yeah yeah that sucks and not for nothing but um at 19 or 20 you're pretty fucking old to be starting a I know career, right a football career yeah like you're because like my brother I, I don't know if i told you guys this before but my brother played um so i don't know how to say this in um in english but there's in brazil there's like a list uh, soccer football mm-hmm. teams and then there's a b-list uh mm-hmm. football team and like c-list every football team has like yeah so every football team has like the adult league which is the mm-hmm. the league that plays the major championships and they have the under 20 mm-hmm. league which is like teenagers that are up and coming yeah so my brother actually played on the uh, under-20 uh, league for, like, a B-list uh, hmm, football team cool. in Brazil. and But he, they, yeah, they recruited him when he was, like, 15 yeah. or 16. So it's not, like, at 19 you're going to, like, get recruited yeah, and you're going to really be, like, early. a big star. They get you really yeah. young, so. Yeah. I mean, mostly when, like, soccer players go to play 
like in Spain or you know whatever those European teams is when they get they get bought out from uh, either the like A list teams in Brazil or like you know the up and coming about to get in like the more serious fields and then they get bought out uh, you know and mm -hmm. they move to Europe and stuff to play but I feel like what he's doing you know like not saying that it doesn't work I'm sure that there's one or two success stories like that but it's like you're just bound to fail you know you're a psychopath moving to your fucking uncle's and your uncle's house you know it's yeah, yeah exactly like, I mean, kudos to the family that thought this was going to work, but also, like, you know, it's it happens so fast, right? Like, it's it's exactly. like month, a few months is barely enough time to build resentment, I think. Exactly, no. And, like, not for nothing, um, a lot of my... Um, a lot of my relatives in Brazil get really mad in a way that, like, we're not willing to sponsor them to come here. Yeah. But, like, none of them have, like, a, a prospect of having, like, a career here. Like, w we're not going to spend, like, thousands of dollars, yeah. like, sponsoring yeah. people just so they can come here and work at McDonald's. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess that, like, everybody deserves the kind of opportunity that we got, but also, like... You cannot rely on other people that much, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Exactly, especially if it's someone like him. He wasn't doing shit around the yeah, house. Yeah, no, no He thanks. wasn't, like, contributing in any way. He didn't have a job. Uh, police yeah. said that as far as they knew, he didn't even have a fucking job. So, uh, like, why should you just be, yeah. like, literally be a burden on someone's life? could have got a job like washing dishes at his uncle's restaurant you know what i mean Ex exactly no <laughs> yeah, for real. It's the easiest um, thing that's what most of us yeah. do like yeah. that like my mom's first job i think uh was like at a dry cleaning place or something yeah. my first job was at mcdonald's so my first job was answering phone phones at my parents hotel that was a little more glamorous, but still not that nice at all. Yeah, yeah. It was it so. was kind of kind of horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this this case made me like really upset, super sad, and mm -hmm. yeah. Just like I feel like like I don't want to say that some crimes are justified because they're not, no, no, no. but um, this was literally like a senseless killing. Yeah, especially unjustified, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean I appreciate when crimes have like set motives, you know, because it's the way the human brain works. They want to look at something and be like, you know, black and white no nuances yeah. whatsoever that when something like that happens that doesn't make any sense at all you're just like how is this possible in this universe like who programmed this shit this is not supposed to happen right yeah you're literally just like but why yeah. like yeah. I, i'm not gonna say that like if he had like hit on his aunt and she said no th that i would think that's a justifiable crime yeah but at the same time if it was something like that then i would be like okay he killed them mm -hmm. because x y and z but with this crime as far as we know 
there is no Nothing. reason. He just killed them for the sake of killing them. Unbelievable. I mean, I hope he really rots in jail. I hope he gets physically harmed in jail. <laughs> Sucks to say that, See, but it's that's I not don't, a good I thing. don't really know how uh, Spanish prisons work i would hope uh, so because i would hope that every person that rapes or kills children or kills people for no fucking mm-hmm. reason gets like hurt in jail but i don't know if that's something yeah. that like they do there yeah i mean it's all we can hope for in the our own sick twisted ways right because it's also not very nice of a thought for us to have, but hey, you know, at least we didn't murder a whole family. Yeah. 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 So, welcome to the chit chatty portion of this podcast, you guys. We're now we're gonna chit chat. We're gonna fill a little more minutes of content for you with random stories. Yeah. Mm hmm. Which I'm gonna, I mean, I don't know if you guys know about this, but uh, the chit chat that goes into the podcast is already a very filtered version of the chit chatty conversations that we actually have when we're recording this. I actually uh, filter a lot of it out and cut a lot of it out for um, everyone's mental stability's sake because <laughs> it's usually kind of long. So it's nice. I'm, I enjoy talking to you, Steph, but you know, you know. Yeah, you know, it's just, yeah. You guys, I can tell you one thing. (laughs) I got a fucking zero at my job because, you know, customers can rate people. But I I was so mad because this guy, I'm not going to go into too many details because I don't know if I could get in trouble because of this. This Mm -hmm. bitch-ass bitch, I'm talking about a guy, this bitch-ass bitch (laughs) fucking acted as if... He was totally okay with what I was telling him. Mm. Totally fine. Whatever. Mm. Then on my review, he gives me a fucking zero. And specifically writes on the review that I told him something that I didn't. That's fucking unbelievable. So it would be like me telling you guys that this crime happened. And you writing on my review that I said, oh, no crime ever happened. I think everybody should call to Stephanie's job and, like, purposefully give good reviews. No, I typically... I'm not trying to be cocky or anything, but my white people voice is really good. Like, my customer service voice is amazing. And I'm typically, (laughs) like, even with the worst customers... And I learned this working at McDonald's, actually. Even with the worst people, I'm always super nice and, like, mm-hmm. try to be super helpful because mm-hmm. you don't know what people are going through. Um, yeah. And, well, some most of the time, they're just, like, miserable cunts. But, like, I don't know if that's what they are or if they're going through something. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just try to be nice, you know, and then I hang up and talk shit about them. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. But while I'm on the phone, I try to be nice to them. But... Mm-hmm. But a this zero, guy, it, like, what, really? What made me mad is, like, if people mistreat me or if they're rude to me um, as I'm helping them out, I'm like, okay, I could see a zero coming out of that. Mm-hmm. But now if you're, like, super nice to me and then you turn around and give me a zero, like... Yeah. Why? Yeah, guys, so that was the story of my life. But I did give <laughs> a bad review to this guy at the U-Haul store who was fucking rude wow. as hell to me. 
Like, he was mm-hmm. so rude for no reason. Yeah. Because, I, as I said, I, I never know what people are going through. I always try to be super nice. But somehow, I always manage to get, like, the worst waitresses, the worst, mm-hmm. like, customer service people. I always, like, and I try to whenever, um, like, because I leave a lot of, like, negative Yelp reviews. <laughs> but whenever I leave a bad review... I try to make it about the mm-hmm. business, not the person specifically, because a lot of times it's mm-hmm. the business that's not run very well. Yeah. But this guy was so condescending and so rude to me. Like last time I had to rent a U-Haul. I don't know if you guys have ever rented a U-Haul, uh, but Mm-mm. this is how it happened to me. The woman who was helping me, who was super nice, she was like, oh, tell me where you're going. And where are you departing from? And I was like, okay. And she mm-hmm. goes, okay. So that would be X amount of miles. Um, so I would write that down. And I was like, okay. This guy was like, okay, where are you going? And I was like, okay, so I'm leaving for um, X and I'm going to Y. And he was like, how many miles is that? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> and he was like, well, are you going to tell me how many miles? And I'm like, oh, I can go oh on Google God, Maps and figure awful. it out. Yeah, I was like, I can go on Google Maps and figure it out. I'm sorry. I was just a little put mm-hmm. off because the last time I used U-Haul, the representative actually did that math for me. And he goes, mm-hmm. well, do you see a place that I could do this? And he, like, oh turns God. the screen to me. And I was like, dude, it's no problem. I have a phone. Yeah. I can Google it. Just one second. And then he was like, okay, you're good until midnight. Mind you. He never asked me how long did I need a truck for. Mm. He never, like, asked me anything. I was like, mm. I was like, good until midnight. I need this until tomorrow. Yeah. And he was like, Ugh. And then, like, his computer froze or whatever. And he goes, oh, it's going to be one of these days, isn't it? And my friend was with me. And I just looked at him and I was like, the fuck? So I left this guy a bad review. But I, I made yeah, sure that, that like. that was awful. I specifically talked about him. I was like, I have no problem with mm-hmm. this U-Haul location. I've used it before. But whoever was working Saturday night needs to take a chill pill. Like, mm-hmm. don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. So I there, think the last... There goes my story. <laughs> I think the last bad experience I had with, not customer service, but like, you know, public relations and, you know, kind of uh, retail. Not retail, but... I was, like, at a restaurant. It was, like, a Mexican restaurant, right? And I ordered some quesadillas. It was fine. And I was, like, with other people, right? So I got mm. my drink, and, like, everyone's food arrived but mine, you know? And I think it was one of those uh, situations that there's not enough space on the waiter's hands for my food, you know? So they, uh, when the guy, like, got out of the kitchen with my quesadilla, and I could see him walking out in our direction, he gave my quesadilla to another person, right? It was, like, an old lady sitting at a table, like, right across from us. And she ate my quesadilla. Can you believe that? Wow. She ate it. It wasn't hers. She ate it. <laughs> and I, when, the, when stuff like that happens, I get so much anxiety because everyone else is eating but me. And then I'm going to get my food. And they're all going to be done, you know? And I'm going to be eating by myself. And for some reason, that gives me, like, 
tremendous anxiety. I cannot explain how much that is. I'm a very anxious person, you guys. Very, very anxious. And I was, like, freaking out, struggling, like... And I was drinking alcohol, too. <laughs> so, it was, like, getting drunk and getting upset. And that was not nice. That was not nice at all. But then I finally got it. And, I mean, it was some good quesadillas. But, I mean, fucking awful, awful experience. It's not that that bad, but, like, it was bad, you know? No, speaking of quesadillas, I ordered, uh, I think it was, was it Thursday? Yeah, it was, was it? Th- I, yeah, it was Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody at my office was like, oh, we're ordering food. And, like, I had, like, a frozen lasagna that I could have eaten. But I was mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't feel like eating a frozen lasagna. Let me order with you guys. They order mm-hmm. from a fucking Mexican restaurant, right? so i'm like oh i'll get a quesadilla i usually get nachos because i fucking love nachos but i was like Mm -hmm. oh i'll get a quesadilla i haven't had a quesadilla in a while um so i order my freaking quesadilla and i'm like okay a side of uh, mexican rice and a side of beans because you know i don't know where you guys are from but where i'm from you get the (laughs) quesadilla and you get a side of rice and you get a side Uh of beans it's like everything separate right right So I get my food and my boss is like, oh, the food's wherever. And I was like, okay, let me try to eat a little bit while I'm still on the clock because I'm hungry because I hadn't had uh, breakfast. Mm. I open the container. It's not a quesadilla. It's like a burrito or something. What? And I was like, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? And my coworker goes, oh, there's some places where they roll up the quesadilla. They don't, like, actually, like, I don't know, what do you call that? Hmm. On the frying pan. They don't do that. I was like, I have never heard of any place fucking rolling up a quesadilla. Yeah, because if you roll it up, it's a burrito, and I don't eat burritos. Yeah. So, guess what? I had to walk to the restaurant down the street and get a, a <laughs> sub because I was hungry. And I was so mad. But I, I gave it to my sister because my sister loves burritos. But uh-huh. I was just mad because I was like, this is not yeah. a fucking quesadilla. Yeah. And isn't like the whole premise of a quesadilla to be like, you know, kind of flat and crispy and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It literally looked like a giant burrito. Like filled with cheese? Yeah, no, it, it had gross. cheese, and it had the chicken, and it had uh, the rice and the beans. It looked like a burrito. Mm-hmm. But the rice and beans, like, inside of the... Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, like a, a burrito. burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm kind of mad now. Like, <laughs> is that a... F- I was like, so mad, because it, it's cold as fuck, and I had to walk <laughs> to my... Um, yeah, that's not to, fair. To, like, down the street, to the stub... Stub place, the sub place, <laughs> but like I had never heard of it. And then my uh, yeah. my boss was like, "Oh yeah, see on their picture, the quesadilla looks like that." I'm like, "Well, huh. this is not a fucking quesadilla." So, yeah. Yeah. and I was like, "Oh, there goes nine dollars of my money in the <laughs> trash." Nine? No, no, no. Yep. Yeah, not not nice at all sucks because like i am all i always i'm always the person who has to like alter my order because i'm picky as fuck and i was like oh i'm being easy because i'm just ordering a quesadilla but no they had to fuck it up (laughs) yeah 
I hate being that person though. There's always something wrong, and it's always. Can you bring us out of mayo with that? It's always. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm yeah. always that person that's like, okay, I'm gonna have the burger, but I want chicken instead of beef, <laughs> and I want tomatoes, and I want bacon and Swiss cheese, and I want uh, mayo on it, and I want a sweet uh, side of sweet potato fries, and a side of ketchup, and a side of mayo. Yeah, and then you want to order a chicken sandwich and it comes coleslaw on top of it. And you hate coleslaw. So you're like, fuck this, you know? Yeah, it's just so what I do, to- usually I will order, like, the burger and have them change the burger patty to chicken. <laughs> you don't like beef? <laughs> and they just look at me like, okay. You don't like beef? Yeah, guys. So that that was you my don't like rant. beef. Answer my, my question. I'm very curious. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Oh What's the question? You don't like beef. I'm sorry. You don't like beef. I mean, I don't care about beef. Oh, like, okay. I I could go like I don't know months without eating beef. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah, me too. I even like. I used to eat a lot of chicken a lot more often than I do now. Mm-hmm. I don't eat a lot of chicken anymore, really. And it's not because I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be vegetarian. It's just mm-hmm. I don't care for it. Um, I like bacon. Um, yeah. But, when like, I yeah, was... beef, uh, pork meat is something mm-hmm. that I also eat even less than beef. Yeah, me um, too. I have to be, like, really in the mood to eat beef. And with burgers... I hardly ever eat a beef burger at a, a an American restaurant. Mm-hmm. I usually eat beef burgers at Brazilian places. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't really remember like beef burgers. Uh, just like burgers in general being that different in Brazil than it is from like here. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. Yeah. I mean, what I, really I remember care for me yeah, what I remember of it is that the patty was a little more, like, thicker than it is here. At least here in Florida, I don't know. But f- from what I remember, it's, like, the same. But I mean, uh, there's this place uh, near where I live. It's a Brazilian, um... It's, it's like, a, a burger. Not really a burger place. They sell, mm-hmm. like, pastel... It's like a lanchonete, I don't know, like a diner uh-huh. type of place. Uh-huh. And they make their own, like, burger patties, and they season it. Um, Like, very, it, like, they put a different seasoning mm-hmm. on it, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. My favorite burger place in the universe, I think I already said that here, is a Colombian burger place. It's called Junior Colombian Burger, a.k.a. the good old JCB. I have a love have affair with those burgers. Dude, I don't think they have it, like, anywhere else but here in Orlando. <laughs> so, no, it's like a chain, but it's not, like a local chain, you know what I mean? Wait, what, what is it called again? Uh, Junior Colombian Burger. Are you Googling it? I am. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. They have, like, it's, like, a a, a good a good size, like, beef chunk with, like, mozzarella cheese on top. Pineapple it sauce, pink sauce, garlic good. sauce, and uh, crushed, like, chips on top of it. 
it's banana. It's so good. Like I cannot explain how good it is. It's like perfect, perfect, perfect. And I don't really like burgers that like kind well, of deviate when from the I go you know, visit regular. you. You're gonna have to take me there. They're I'll take open you until like three a.m. every day. They are. That's why we so eat it so much because we always eating so late. And it's the only place. One of the only places that are like closer to my house are open. So, oh. Oh, amazing. I, I don't think Honestly, I know amazing. any places near my house that are open past like 10 for food. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Yeah. <sighs> okay, let's wrap this up because yeah, we got places to be and things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Before we leave, though, let's do some shout outs because I kind of forgot to do it past few weeks. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have a big list. Let's go. <laughs> I always forget, guys. I'm so sorry. So starting off, we have Isadora, Sheridan, Marcia, Monalisa, Joe, Chavez, Gilda, Jacinda, Rachel, Vitor, Denise, Fernanda, Renato, Greg, Courtney, Kelly, who recommended us for uh, Black History Month. So yeah, thank you. Even though we are a Latin history podcast, I guess. Thanks for the commendation, Kelly. Yeah, thank you for the recommendation. Mm-hmm. I saw that, and I, I didn't yeah. want to respond because I was like, is it my place to respond to this? Yeah. I am not sure. Yeah, no, but I mean, I but like, I don't want to offend anybody by saying yeah. it's my place. If someone says, oh, you can do this, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, what more category we fit in, I guess. Not me, but, you know. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for listening, you guys. I hope you have a good end of the world. Bye, you guys. Ciao. It's been Rio, guys. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Suspiria, a true crime podcast. If you are a creep and enjoy listening to all of that horrible information, please check out our previous episodes and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Suspiria Podcast. Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Suspiria Carol. And you can follow me at eu.steph. Note, none of us post anything interesting. We do, actually. If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at SuspiriaPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao. Ciao. Suspense.